Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. It's your girl, Danny, your daringly dangerous Dalmatian. Okay. You know why I picked a Dalmatian? No. Because it has black and white spots and you're black and white? <sighs> no. Okay. What episode number would this be? 101. Oh, I see what you did. Thank you. Picking up what you're putting down. Exactly. Well, welcome to another episode of Lover's Quarrel. Hopefully, y'all might have caught on to that one before I had to explain it to my husband. Um, but as always, we thank you for listening. We welcome you back. If it's your first time listening, thank you for joining us. It's J- ah, words. Thank you for joining us. If this is Excuse your second me. time. If this is thank your you second for time. coming back. And if this is your third or more time, you are family. Or as TJ would like to call you, you are a lover. a lover. And yeah, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am, I'm good. I'm good. There was some, there was some pause there. Yeah, I'll get into it in my uh, elevator okay. talk. Yeah. Okay. But do you have anything else going on that you want to talk about before we jump on our yeah, elevator? We can just jump on this motherfucking elevator. All right. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I want you, I want you to go first. Are you going up or down? Um, sort of, kind of both. Um, so I guess start I, up first, or going start down. I, you first? know, I'll just, you know, I'll chalk it up to being a being down. Okay. Okay. So. Going, <clears throat> excuse me, going down. Um, y'all, I, I just need time. There is not enough hours, not enough hours in the day presently, um, for me to get everything that I need to get done done. Um, I'm sure if I'm being totally honest with myself, there's probably opportunities where I can capitalize on my time better. But overall, there's just so much going on between work and the new house and the old house and podcasting and parenting and everything else that I really, 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 really could use some extra time. Like I just wanna like stop time for a second, get a lot of stuff done and then like resume, like push a button and resume it. Um, So it's kind of stressing me out a little bit. Um, So that's why when I said I was good, like I am in good spirits and these are good things that are coming our way that are happening to us, for us. But I'd be lying if I didn't say it's the time constraints that we're working with aren't a little bit stressful. I can agree with that. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's one thing. And then the only other thing, which is not an up or a down, but um, as we get closer and closer to like we've had a couple of like uh, caucuses and we're going into like the primaries for the Democratic nomination. And yeah, at this point, I think I'm pretty much riding with Elizabeth Warren. Like, regardless. She's not going to win. Well, that's where my vote is going. That's and, cool. Um, I mean, ultimately, I will back whoever. White the, women don't like white women. This is true. I will I will say that because she seems to like be the only one that actually has like a thoughtful plan for all of the things that she wants to do. Like, she's explaining how she's going to get from point A to point B. And I'm confused as to why people don't like like that but you know i think because of you know she has two x chromosomes as opposed to an xy um well we we've learned that from hillary i can agree with that so, and i honestly i think i like i'm i arguably might even like elizabeth warren more than i like hillary clinton but that's where i think my vote is going but i mean i ultimately will like will support whoever the nominee is because because um excuse me we can't have Trump and I refuse to I'm not and I'm not going to throw away my vote I guess is what I would want to say I'm not going to not vote in the 2020 election especially because part of the reason why Donald Trump won the last election was because of people not voting because the candidate that they wanted didn't get in but like I know as Democrats or as people who are anti-Trump wherever you fall on that spectrum if you're anywhere if you're anything besides a MAGA person then I really feel like it's important that you get behind the candidate and make sure you come out and vote because this country is going to hell in a handbasket I think it's just figuring out who to vote for like the thing that kills me is yeah they, they, they did all the stuff with Hillary but she was still more qualified than Donald Trump and that and, was just sexism yeah but saying that to say that we're we're going we're we're following the the Republicans, you know, send all your send all your officials and then let them duke it out mentality right now. I just don't think that 
Elizabeth Warren would beat Donald Trump. It's going to have to be like a guy because that's the world of sexist. Yeah, but then I guess the question then becomes: How do you like combat that? Like, how do you how do you change that mindset or that narrative? Unless until you actually just ball up and like man up or woman up and vote for a woman if she is the most qualified candidate. And I just think I like mean, that's a great question. But again, that's why we have Donald Trump in in office right now. I understand. So that. do we? <coughs> excuse me. Do we? Do we test it out? Even though you know we may love Elizabeth Warren, she's gonna be more. She's going to be a better candidate than Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Do we test that out for her to go and then she gets demolished? I mean, I I would like to think that whoever got the Democratic nomination, I think the only person I think that people would really probably like couldn't get behind is Mike Bloomberg. But I think if Bernie or if Buttigieg or Klobuchar or Warren or Biden get the nomination, then everybody needs to rally behind them. Um I'm going to say this too, like, again, I'm, and I'm going to preface myself by saying that I've kind of waited until the herd has been thinned out some before I've really started to kind of look into supporters and and, and platforms and things like that because I'm like, my, I, couldn't, my, I didn't have enough bandwidth to pay attention to 20 people. But the more we get closer to the finish line with the nomination, the more I'm feeling like I'm some of Bernie's, and that is like, I don't know if it's Bernie as much, but like some of his supporters kind of give me pause, like almost like the left version of MAGA supporters or whatever. Like y'all are like we're all on the same side. Like, yeah, we might have different approaches, but ultimately, like we should all be in agreement that it's like, fuck that motherfucker over there and not be like trying to tear each other down, which I'm not saying that that's 100 percent what everybody's doing. But it just seems it just definitely seems to be like the sentiment that is being pushed out um, by some people about Bernie Sanders supporters. And that also like kind of makes me a little hesitant because I don't want us to be. I know sometimes people you think you gotta fight fire with fire, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want us to feel like we're stooping to the levels of these like, the dregs of society that are those supporters. Cause like, I have nothing for those fucking people. But I'm gonna get off my political soapbox and rant, and I'm going to pass it over to my husband so he can finish his elevator talk. Let me go up. Going up. Um, you know, we'll be closing on our house on Monday. Is. Where we're at, so that's a high note. It's very scary, but very high note. Um, and I just wanted to be positive this week. Good for Last you, week baby. was trash for me. This week is much better. You're not as um, stressed out. Not as stressed out. And, you know, uh, I'll have my first official work trip for the 2020 year because yeah. I had one last year but this is my first time like actually doing something that's like alpha related and not professional development um, but yeah uh, you're going to be next week I will be flying to Shreveport Louisiana mm, fancy so I'm excited about that um, hitting the ground running and meeting the brothers do you still like traveling for work? fuck you. Yeah. okay it's always been my dream to be able to travel for work, so. I support it. Well, you know, me and Tatum are going to miss you, but we'll hold it down in the interim. Oh, I appreciate you guys. What I do without y'all? Be really, really bored all the time. Well, with that being said, we are going to go ahead and switch gears and go and jump into our relationship tip of the week. And would you like me to go or would you like you to? You can go first. Okay. My relationship tip of the week, uh, lovely people, is actually on the simpler side, which is when you feel safe, when you feel comfortable, and when it is, of course, always consensual between you and your romantic partner, let your freak flag fly. So I, the older I get, the, you know, like I just think about like when you're younger and how like certain like sexual acts seem like taboo or like you swear up and down you would never do that and then as like you get older and you become more comfortable in your own sexuality you become more explored sound like a threesome about to come out of this what 
It's not what I said. You're going too you, far? You, you, a little bit. Okay. Pump your brakes. My fault. But you become a little bit more exploratory. You become comfortable with the person that you're with. You're comfortable with your body, everything else like that. And when you get to that point, like, you should, when the mood strikes, you know, be willing to, you know, put it out there and, and try it or communicate about it and, and see if you like it and see if your partner likes it. Somebody's super tired. Uh, not even that tired, but I just, I'm in the case of the yawns. But, um... Ultimately, like, I feel like that's the case because it could be a beautiful thing if, you know, two consenting adults are just expressing their interests and their and their uh, curiosity sexually with each other. So I'm like, I'm all here for it. And too, like, um, I, the also, I think the older I get, the more I become, like, aware and understanding of, like, how sexuality is fluid and gender is fluid and that not to call either of those things like freaky or anything like that, like not not trying to put them in the same bucket, but just to understand that like who people are interested in romantically, sexually, what people, what acts people are interested in romantically, sexually, as long as it's like safe and consensual, then go for it and doesn't involve animals. But like do your thing because I think in a relationship, like especially when you're in a serious one, like what sense does it make to be in this relationship with someone that you are trying to build something with and or maybe have a lasting relationship with but you can't let your your walls down you can't let your guard down because you're either worried about being judged or you think that it's just too out of left field and you haven't had you haven't been ready to have that conversation um you know talk about it and see what you know boundaries are and do all that stuff but if you know if it's if you if y'all are both fair game I'm saying go for it because it can only enhance things or help you learn more about each other. So that is my relationship tip. Okay. Let the the freak flag fly. That was the flag flying. Three Fs. Blowing in the wind. Okay. Sound effects. I haven't done sound effects effects in a a long time. My sound effects are not trash. Okay. Um, my tip is simple, inspired by myself. Oh, um, conceited much? Not being conceited, it's the truth. Um, uh, I'm going to say be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I see something that makes me think of Danny or if I want to get her fresh or fly or something, I'm just going to buy it. Um, and using that same I ideology i think that people should if you know that your partner loves cheese it's once in a while cop them cheese it's you know what i mean like just be spontaneous about the things that people would appreciate does that make sense it does um so you want me to order you cheese it's no you don't have to do cheeses because I do that myself. Exactly. But I'm just also that's me and Tim's thing. That's y'all. That is definitely y'all go to snack together. So yeah, but just be spont. Yeah, just be spontaneous. You know something I like. You know, I feel like I've may have used this before. I think you have done this before, which means I ergo I win. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> You're right. Basically, by your own uh, rules and logic, as misguided as they might be sometimes. But yes, a repeat tip definitely means I get the W. You may be on to something. We are the champions. I mean, you lost last my week friends. on on the word, so it just makes sense. And we'll keep on fighting till the end. Sorry, guys. I flag on the play. I feel like I've used that one before, so. It's okay. I'm going to take, take this out. Nobody's perfect. Fun fact Danny. about me, I that little uh, sound bite that I just gave you, that musical uh, interlude. Fun fact about Danny, I fucking love Queen. I love Queen. I know all of the words to Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's like a 35-minute song. It's like a five-minute song. It's definitely not five minutes. It's at least ten minutes. It's like a five-minute song. Definitely not. It's between like five and maybe like six and a half minutes. I mean, we could look it up. and I am. It's not a ten-minute song. All right, so... How much you want to bet? Seven minutes? I said between five and six and a half minutes. I'm saying that it's longer than seven. seven. Minutes. Okay, well, what are we betting before you look it up? $20. Oh, 
Okay. What the fuck? And you're gonna cash app because I want to hear the little sound of the change. I don't, got no, I don't get paid until Friday, so. Oh, excuses. Nope. You got twenty dollars somewhere in this house. Well, you just said that you wanted to cash app. You can't have it both ways. Now, can you? Whatever. You Who were right. What, how many minutes? You said it was between what? Five and six and a half minutes. It was five. It's five fifty-five. My motherfucking word is law when it comes to Queen. Don't play with me, nigga. I feel like that song was so long. No, it's not. It has like mad breakdowns. It has a lot of different parts, and that's why it's an amazing fucking song. Okay. And that's why it's the number one karaoke song in the world. So is it really? It's up there. It's definitely up there. But we digress. We digress. It is now time for our Black History Month fact. Now, by the time this episode drops, it's going to be February 28th, which normally would be the last day of Black History Month, but it's leap year. So we, we have an extra day. We can add on some extra blackity blackness on that Saturday, and I hope you all do too. But being that the episode is going to drop on Friday, we obviously want to give you a moment in history from February 28th uh, in all things blackity black. So my, I have two facts. Oh, show off. So there was a slave revolt in Newton, Long Island in 1708. Seven white people were killed. And because of the revolt, a black woman was burned alive. Mm. A Native American and two black men were hung. Dark. And then my other fact was Hattie McDaniel becomes the first black person to win an Oscar and first black woman for Best Supporting Actress in 1940. Really, nigga? Was that your? Yes. And then why would you even take two? Because you wanted to, you wanted to have it perk it up from that depressing ass fact. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. I'm episode over. I'm leaving. Goodbye. So that means that you lost. No, it doesn't mean I lost. You used two facts because you wanted to soften the blow of your fucking depressing ass Black History fact. I mean, our people are more than our struggle. We are, but I, I mean, you also could have done a better job researching. How could I have done a better job recently? Who only comes with one fact in life? We always come with one fact you for Black one History of those, Month. Nah, well, I, I mean, yes, we do. Okay, then. So this is the first time you've come with two facts. We typically do one, but I always have mad facts that I put down there. Oh, my gosh. The fuck? I cannot with this nigga. I, you're going to just sit here and use two facts because you want to... You know, because you just killed the whole episode. Do you want me to give you one? No, I'm gonna look up one of my own. Mind your business. I, I can give you one. No, I don't. I, want, I, I don't want nothing from you. Because I had so I many. Want, I don't want nothing from you. Because seven P's are very important. Uh, I did prior proper plan to prevent piss poor performance. Obviously, you did. You only chose one answer. No, because you, no. You only had one response. Okay. You were like one of those kids who, when, when, they, when the teacher I had the be like, right you gotta response. get extra credit. If you ask a question and you write only one question. What? You you never like in class when the teachers be like you gotta ask a question. Uh-huh. But if you're the kids who only like it'd be like a group of kids who always use the same question so so they like eliminate themselves. I'm saying like you don't properly plan, obviously, because you should have been having more facts. First of all, what you're not gonna do is come for me and my educational prowess because oh we already know I was a way better student than you. You were, but we're both at the okay, same spot. Okay, but as far life. as things is that as that I don't Do you have a masters? Like yes, I do. And I do too. So, yes. we're at the same spot in life. What are you doing? We're at the same spot in life. Can we talk about what you're doing right now? Yes, I have a scratch on my nose, so I put <laughs> hand sanitizer for the alcohol on it. I don't. I don't understand. I've I've just never seen anybody do that. I'm resourceful. That's why we didn't <sighs> all grow up with alcohol in our house. Rubbing alcohol. <laughs> you you were you were not poor. You were not poor. You had rubbing alcohol in your house. Call my mother right now. I promise you. <laughs> you had rubbing alcohol in your house. No? Your I, mother's gonna be pissed at you for saying that. I used to, have to steal it. Stop lying and acting like you were some fucking Oliver Twist in the face I, ass nigga. I'm just saying. Anyway. Did you come up with something? Yes, I did. As we continue stalling for you. And we're not stalling. We are. Well, okay. I am. On February 28th, in 1784, Phyllis Wheatley passed away. She was only 31, but she was the first African-American woman to be published, a published author. So. It's a good fact. It is a good fact. So was Hattie McDaniel winning the first Oscar, but 
somebody had to, you know, smooth things over with their depressing ass fucking fat. In 1984, February 28th, Michael Jackson won eight Grammys. Could have used that one also. I didn't. Oh. Well, well, go ahead. We can go on to my word of the week. Mm-hmm. So, and let please let this episode episode, Epi- episode? shut up episode <laughs> show as I put those words together. That TJ owes me twenty dollars. Actually, we're gonna name the title TJ owes Danny twenty dollars. That's a terrible fucking title. Like episode. No. <laughs> then we gonna call it episode. No. Episode one hundred and one. I'm going to call it Owe Me Back. No. Anyway, I owe you $20. Honestly, you owe me your life, but I'll give you $20. Give me, run me my money. You got it. Because a bitch better have my money. Do you want to bet the 20 back on that you can't spell this word? Oh, oh, do you want to do double or nothing? Well, double or nothing, yeah. So either. Either I give you 40. or, Or I give you 40. Okay. Double or nothing? Are you confident enough? Nope. No. I, you know what? Fuck it. Okay. Because I, unlike you, I can cash up your $40 right now. That's not what you... What we're not going to do... <laughs> I can cash up your 40 I, I would just rather wait until I get paid. You said... I did say that, but... Okay. You're trying to make me sound like... Like, I don't have bread. You do. No, you're trying to play me. Yeah. I I know what drawer you keep your money in. It's fine. Fuck out of here, old buckethead ass. <laughs> oh, I had struck a nerve. You didn't. The word so is... So, double or nothing? Yep. Okay. Obstreperous. No. You got to come better than that. Obstreperous. That's not better? No. All right. Come on. Let me get the little white woman to say it. Obstreperous. That's what I said. Obstreperous. That's not what you started to say. I mean, I, I was trying to spell you, it out you, phonetically. You, no, you spelling means you talking about letter by letter. You try to put sound That's how it I out. pronounce it. Yes. Phonetically. There you go. Obstreperous. Obstreperous means boisterous, noisy, aggressive, defiant. You've probably seen obstreperous child in the grocery store pulling away from her mother, screaming at the top of her lungs. So a toddler, yeah. I don't or know a TJ. Why, I don't know why I made it to her, but well, I mean, usually people default to him. So yeah, it. whatever. Obstreperous. 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 Okay. Can you play the white lady one more time, and then I'm gonna spell it. I'm gonna play your aunt right now. Shut up. Hold on. Obstreperous. Obstreperous. One more time for you. Obstreperous. Okay. O B S T R E P E R O B S T R E P E R O U S. Oh, you forty dollars, motherfucker! Give me my money. Episode is being called B B H M M. Bitch, better have my money. <laughs> that is the name of this episode, and I'm gonna put forty dollars again. B B H M M. Bitch, better have my money. I got you. So that's not the name. That's of That's gonna be the name of the episode. And I put forty dollars in parentheses. <laughs> Whatever. Actually, I'll put two little uh, bill emojis. Well, let me go to our sponsor so I can pay you your $40. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> hey, friend. It's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support, unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to Gainsportsgear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. 
And you too can embrace the process by using our code LOVERS10 at GAINS, G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com. And now, back to the episode. And, and now we're back. Oh. Yeah, I cut you off because I owe you money and... That's fine. I'm a little salty, but anyway. Me and my 40 Before we start... One uh, for each hand. As Danny said, we'll be ending... Black History Month in February, and the 29th is my grandmother's birthday. Yeah, so shout out to Grandma Hattie. Happy uh, 80th. 80th birthday to my grandmother. Although she's actually really only 20. Because her birthday's she, on leave year. Yes. So, But she looks young, so. She does. She looks amazing. She doesn't look like she's an 80-year-old. At all. She got all the pep in her step. She definitely does. And she, she likes to babysit Tatum, which is, she got, a, she got enough energy to keep up with that girl. Yeah. So uh, we have that. And before we continue, I just wanted to shout out the world's greatest fraternity, um, the brothers in Baltimore, known as the Charm City Alphas, oh. are doing an Alpha Preakness. Yes, they are. So uh, on May 16th. Oh, it's Megan's birthday. I invited her. I think she's going to be away. Uh-huh. From 4 to 9 p.m., they are doing it at the Columbus Center. And yeah. So you got to come in your Preakness themed. Is a Preakness themed day party, open bar. Um, if you do the open bar ticket, or you could do the ticket that doesn't come with open bar, which doesn't make sense because the price that you would pay for the open bar. Might as well get it. You might as well get it. So. Yeah. I'll also add that to this. So this is like an ad, but it's not an ad. Some some free promo. Free promo. I like that. Yeah. All right. So. I'm excited because I've never been to Preakness. Me too. All these years we've been down here. And for anyone who's listening. I've never had a reason to go to Preakness. Me, I, the only memory I have of Preakness is when I was at Towson my freshman year. And some of the girls, white girls on my floor went. And they came back and they were just covered in mud and drunk. So I was like, yeah, that's not really the move for me. Yeah. See, this one's going to be like a day party type. Yeah. That yeah, right. that's like the young college shit that I think white this is people do. Be like but the black, yeah, I'm even law. honestly, I'm excited because I get to buy a suit. Oh yeah, you get to have a seer sucker suit. I gotta get a fascinator, and I gotta get a, uh, a fedora, a fedora. Oh boy, and some shoes, that big ass head. Whatever, fuck out of. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, well, I guess just on the off chance that no one, somebody doesn't know what Preakness is. Um, do you know what it is? You yeah. Can explain it. Oh. Okay. Well, Preakness is basically one of the three uh, horse races that happen every year. So if you're into horse racing or anything like that, you probably are more maybe more familiar with like the Kentucky Derby. Um, for our New York listeners, you might be more com- com- uh, familiar with the Belmont Stakes. And then there's Preakness. So, um, so Kentucky Derby obviously happens in Kentucky. Belmont Stakes is in New York. And then Preakness is in Baltimore. And so horses... Uh, the jockeys and the horses, they race those three races. Um, and if your horse and the jockey win all three, that's when you hear that they win like the triple crown. So I used to be able to see Belmont Stakes, um, a Belmont race park from my Catholic school bathroom, actually, because it's in Queens. Um, and now we live uh 20 minutes away from preakness so i'm excited because i've never been to any of this stuff like again like all these years growing up in new york me living near a belmont race park and then now living 20 minutes from preakness and yet never been to either so i am looking forward to like dressing up and being cute and then actually like going through the entire experience and i hope people that are in the dmv area will join us as well or even people from new york so with but with that being said we're going to go ahead and jump into a listener letter, or as we like to call it, a love note. La, 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 la. I like a love letter better. I thought you said it was, we called it a love note. Maybe you did say love note. I did I don't say, know. I said love note. All right. You ready? Like and this is actually, this is somebody who's written in before. Um, we came up with the name of Sally Shaquanda, I believe. So she let us know that this is Sally Shaquanda writing in again. So, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So, it says, it reads, Hey, y'all, it's Sally Shaquanda again. I love you guys and still listen every week. Thanks, boo. Me and the sensitive boyfriend, boyfriend, ooh, I am really mispronouncing words this week. Me and the sensitive boyfriend are eight months in at this point, And we are so opposite, it drives me nuts. He is still super sensitive and super emotional, and it irritates every bone in my body. 
However, he is the most amazing boyfriend ever. I go from being so annoyed to so in love in the same breath. He likes to dwell on situations and I'm over it once we are done talking so I get irritated. He wants to talk and be lovey-dovey early in the morning. I'm not a morning person. He gets mad when I'm short with my answers. I like to cuddle when I want to and sometimes I just don't feel like being touched, especially when he annoys me. So this morning, he was doing the usual annoying things, so I had an attitude. However, he started my car and made sure I had coffee and washed and dried and hung my scrubs up for me to wear in the morning. We don't live together, and I was going to get up early to go home and shower and change scrubs. I get that I'm a little insensitive, and I realize a little unappreciative sometimes. So after I drank my coffee and the attitude left my body, I called him and thanked him for all that he does. So my question is, how do you guys find a middle ground between annoyance and appreciation? How do you deal with being mad and appreciating the good things they do at the same time? I don't want to push him away. Thanks, guys. Well, Sally Shaquanda. Well, the fact that she called and apologized, I think that's a great step in the right direction. Uh I think uh, having the communication and, and learning each other. I mean, me and Danny, we're going on, what, 16 years together? Yep. And... Shit, we about to be what? Seven years married? Seven years in March. That's crazy. Um, but we're still learning each other, you know? I'm learning to be nicer, and I think Danny's learning to accept my annoyingness or emotionalness, and we're still learning. I think the middle ground is just... Sometimes... Well, I'm going to speak from, from my view. Sometimes... The things that I would have gotten mad about, I had to stop myself and say, is it worth being mad about? Mm-hmm. Or is it worth being annoyed about? Yeah. I think, too, like, if it's, like, pet peeves, like, so, like, I, I, I get it because there are things that TJ does that are, like, peeves of mine or that he does in, like, earnest, that he doesn't mean to, like, be irritating, but that sometimes... It can be that way. And, like, in those moments, because I, if, it's kind of like, if I know that he is being sincere in his efforts or he's not, he doesn't mean any harm, that even though I might be irritated by it, I just kind of, like, bite the bullet a little bit. Um, now, I know that sometimes it might show on my face a little bit that I'm annoyed. All the time. Anyway. All the fucking but time. But at the same time, I know that, like, he doesn't mean it. But I think, like, when we first talked to Sally Shaquanda... We had said, like, you know, have the conversation about what things I think irritate you or what, you know, what you're comfortable with. And you guys have been together a little bit longer now. And what it sounds like to me is that you like the things that he does. It's just on your time, like when you're in the mood for it. But unfortunately, that's just not the reality of how people show their affection and they care. They just they can't always turn it on and off or they you know and he arguably for some of the things that he's talking about shouldn't have to like you know read the you know read the room as far as like how you're doing or whatever he should to some extent right because then also too he would probably save his feelings so actually let me amend that a little bit i think you guys are both gonna have to like read the room like read like be use your context clues to tell whether or not this person is in the space to receive what it is that you're giving them. So, like, he needs to kind of know you well enough to know the context clues that's going to tell me, oh, Sally Shaquanda, she's in a bad mood right now. I'm going to clear a path. I'm going to let her do her thing. I'm going to let her get her coffee and her, and then she'll kind of come around or whatnot because everybody's not a morning person, and that's okay. And you shouldn't have to, like, be fake happy just because he wants to be all lovey-dovey. But then at the same, in the same breath, if he is trying to dote on you or he's trying to be supportive of you, you know, you got to make the decision to sometimes like get out of your own way and out of your own feelings and bite the bullet and be gracious and be thankful and grateful and speak to it because he doesn't have to do these things. And just as much as he should be trying to understand you, you should be trying to understand him. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to know how did he receive your your thank you when you called him after you kind of like got out of your your kind of funk and when you got to work and called him I what you hadn't included that in the letter because I was like I'm wondering like did he just like accept it and was happy about it or was he kind of in his feelings because you had given him the cold sh- shoulder earlier in the morning but um 
I just think it's always going to come back to communication. Communication and then knowing and learning your partner. I think the longer you guys are together, the more you're going to be able to read each other's cues to let you know, hey, he's in need of like some affection or, you know, I should, you know, I'm, I shouldn't give him a hard time right now if he wants to be affectionate with me. But then he also should look at you and be like, oh, she looks like she could use a little bit of space. Or I could tell based on how she's describing her day that she needs a minute to decompress before I kind of bombard her with affection. Um, so that's how, that's what I think you guys should do. And, and just be mindful yeah. um, because while you may be annoyed, he's doing it now. But what you don't want to do is break his spirit and then he doesn't do it no more. True. And then you want to miss it. Like, damn, he used to. He used to always talk to me in the morning, and I used to hate it, but now he just won't talk to you at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, people shut down. Yeah, no, definitely. That's why I said, like, have that conversation. I mean, maybe in the morning, that is the only time he gets to really speak to you because, again, y'all don't live together and stuff like that. So maybe he's just still excited. I don't... Yeah. I'm, and he doesn't see you all the time. And I don't, and I, I don't want you to make it... I don't want to make it sound like me and TJ are, like, siding solely with him because... You have a right to, like, that's who you are. You're, no, no, definitely. You, know, you don't have to be the most affectionate person, but you could still, and people should respect Listen, your boundaries. my mother, growing up, we couldn't wake her up until after 12. Growing we couldn't up even, to, like, to I this, mean. To this day. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't I don't call know. your mother on the weekends before 12. Oh, uh, I call her all the time. She either going to pick up or she not going to Well, pick she don't up. pick up her phone regardless. She don't, but <laughs> she can't beat me no more. I mean, she truly can. I'm t- I'm playing. Because last time Anthony, so my older brother told her when he was like 16 that she couldn't beat him, so she beat him. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then as far as like how TJ and I find a middle ground between annoyance and appreciation, um, I just try, you know, sometimes I just remind myself like he means well, he means well. So like, <laughs> it, for example, right? Let's so this shit. TJ has a habit of, and I'm only saying this because it's something that you do You've done, you did like today or yesterday. What did I do today? So TJ sometimes has a habit of like calling me and then we talk for a couple minutes and then he calls back. So it's kind of like, so TJ like has like this, like, I want to sometimes say it's kind of like squirrel, like as ideas like pop into his head. They probably don't know what squirrel is. from, From up, when Doug from up, right? So sometimes TJ has like rapid fire thoughts and like as they come and he does it in text messages and on the phone where he will like, instead of putting out one complete thought, he will like call or text like bits of information or like pieces of like thoughts to get uh, whatever. HD kicking in. And he, but then in that turn, what that means is that I've got like 17 text messages or he's called me like five times in the last half hour. And... I know it's because either he's like he might be and so and so it's annoying right but I what I can appreciate is that a my husband is trying to talk to me about what it is that's on his mind or what it is that he wants to make sure that we're discussing as because of as a as a husband and wife or as parents um or because he's having a hard day or because he needs help or whatever or he's like I said I think I said excited but ultimately I appreciate it do you because Do you even ever even, appreciate me? It's even though it's annoying in the mo in the moment sometimes, what I try to do is I, I appreciate the fact that like, okay, I know that this is TJ going through his process. So even though it is annoying sometimes, it's also how he communicates. So I'm just I have to work with him and, you know, understand that this is how he gets it out. You're annoying. I'm annoying. All the time. What do I do that's annoying? That fucking smile. <laughs> I have a beautiful smile annoying my smile's annoying okay well when you call me five times in 30 minutes that's annoying i won't call you no more See, that, and call. that's why i don't say nothing i'll find somebody else to call i don't mind it i'm just telling you like it's annoying it's but annoying exactly I, I deal with it won't get won't get a call from me no more that's a lie no. but it's just it's just like that's the thing like it's just it's about i like i just remind myself like okay this person means well and I pick and choose my battles. Like, I'm not going to, like, cop a whole attitude and get smart and mean and nasty with TJ over something like that when there are plenty of other things that he does that I should be getting nasty and mean and have an attitude about. So You pick and choose. I get you. Yeah. So I would say, Sally Shaquanda, continue to pick and choose your battles. Be clear about, like, hey, when I wake up in the morning, I need, like, 20 minutes before when I, to get me for me to get my first cup of coffee in. 
and then I'm going to be like more receptive to whatever it is that you're trying to do. And then to continue though, to either in real time or suit not long after to text or express your appreciation for the things that your boyfriend does because he didn't have to like, you know, hang up your scrubs and exactly, all that. Exactly, because Danny's never. Nigga, you not a nurse. Never. She never hung up my stuff for me or fixed me some some coffee in the morning. Nigga, you don't tea. drink coffee. I drink tea. <laughs> I don't. I leave work before for you. I okay. leave work. I leave for work before you do. Okay. That doesn't mean that you can't have it. First of all, you know what? I could leave you tea because you're the only person I know that likes room temperature fucking tea. (laughs) How is she supposed to like it? It's hot tea or iced tea. But you want me to make it. So you're saying that you can't have it warm. That's what you're telling me. (laughs) You don't like it warm. You like it room temperature. You let it cool. All, All I'm asking is can you have it room temperature you can yeah, exactly so but it's, you should it's a preference same way how people have tea and they do like the hot tea but then they put it in ice so it's now it's like iced tea like i just said no like they'll they'll do it like a cold tea like an iced coffee exactly there you go iced coffee iced tea yeah but i'm saying it's iced tea not like it's just not sweetened. Yeah, exactly. Unsweetened iced tea. Or no, they, they'll get like tea, they'll put the milk and all that, and then they put it in ice. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> Cold tea. There you go. I like that better <laughs> than iced tea. tea. Anyway. Because I drink iced tea, but it's not... It's not... Oh, my gosh. I swear. Anyway. Somewhere along, some, some education system failed you. <laughs> But yet we're both sitting at the same table. Yeah, because I came in at the at the right moment and saved your ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Fuck you got that one. Yeah, okay. academic success. I put you on my back, nigga. Fuck out of here. Whatever. All right, folks. Well, now that we've uh, Sally Shaquanda, excuse our ty- our digressing conversations and all stuff like that, but we hope that we helped answer your question. And please keep us posted on how you and your sensitive Steve of a boyfriend is doing, because it sounds like, and I'll end on this note: it sounds like you two could both benefit from taking a page from each other's books, and that you might actually learn a lot from each other, and that you, um, and that might help you guys in the long run. Um, so of course. Here we are, last but certainly not least, we have reached our quarrel portion of the episode. Are you ready? Okay. So I was scrolling through Twitter uh, the other day and two women that I follow were having a conversation that I kind of chimed in on. And um, essentially the conversation kind of went like this um this one person tweeted have we considered that boys are quote-unquote the best and quote-unquote so much easier because we go through the trouble of raising girls and just love on boys and hope for the best so what that reminded me of was kind of like the saying that specifically mothers love their sons and raise their daughters and for argument's sake, we'll say conversely that fathers raise their sons and love their daughters. So I, I kind of wanted to kind of focus on the mother's one because that's the actual saying. But I guess my question to you is, do you think that male children are not raised or not reared uh, in the way like or like mothers kind of like dote on their sons or do you think that people crave sons more than their daughters because of like stereotypes and preconceived notions and things like that of course so you agree with the statement that like mothers love their sons and raise their daughters i mean i've heard mothers love their sons raise their daughters and fathers love their love their daughters and raises their sons i've heard all of that um, I do think society-wise, more people want to deal with boys than deal with girls because girls can get pregnant and all all that other negative stuff. So, do you think that like it's fair that like, or do you, do you agree that like boys are? I mean, I know you obviously have a daughter. We obviously have a daughter, but at any point in time, did you think like, oh, 
I want like a boys are easier because like there's a whole lot of like sayings that go around. They'd I think like, when boys, I was younger, they're like, yeah, they're like if you have a girl, that means like if a man has a daughter, that means that like he's was a whore, yeah. and that's why he's getting payback, or a woman's getting payback for all the attitude she had when she I, was younger. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't listen to any of that. I think God gives you whatever He's going to give you, and you can be excited about it or you can hate it or whatever. For me, I just wanted a healthy baby. That's all I want. Yeah. I mean, I would want a son just to carry on the Byerson name, but if I don't get one, then I just don't get one. It's That's just the way that the cookie crumbles. I don't care about... I never cared about the gender as much as just being able to have someone to like raise and see them be amazing people. Yeah. Do you think that you were raised to think that boys or sons were like the better of the two? Not necessarily. I mean, that, that was never really a, a conversation in the household. Okay. Um, I guess for me, I feel like I kind of see where this this person who tweeted was coming from because I feel like there are a lot of like emotionally stunted men running around the world today because they were not like held accountable for a lot of their like younger behaviors. So you're saying that you believe the tweet is true? I I I don't believe the tweet about boys are the best or so much easier. I think because I don't believe that trope or that stere- that like that generalization at all. I think I think it's unfair to girls because people always people tend to like when we were when we were pregnant when when any woman is pregnant and people will that tends to be the deferment, right? It's like, "Oh, what do you want, a boy or a girl?" and you'll be like, "Oh, I don't know." Or people have a preference and a lot of people now. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people who want a girl, but there's a lot of. I feel like there's a lot more people who say, "Well, I want a boy because boys are easier," or "I want a boy because girls are tr- like girls are trouble." And I think that that's fucked up and that's wrong to even have that type of mindset about a child that isn't even here to do yeah, anything that, at that I point. Mean, you also got to think about who who it is and what they've been through in their life. I don't. I think. I think it's unfair that we project our own personal feelings onto children. I agree. Um, so because because you were fast, people are going to be like, or or, or you're going to think that your child was fast, or or because you knew a girl who was fast, or you knew a boy who was fast, so now you just think that that's just all children. Like I mean, ultimately, as a parent, I just feel like all you can do is just try to teach your children the best things, and then they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Personally, I feel like my parents did what they taught me what they could, but if I was going to do something, I was going to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. I think um, the other thing too is like well, the point I was trying to get at was, and again, I'm I'm not making a sweeping generalization that's like all men or anything like that because I'm married to a man and he's not like that. But what I what I will say from my experience and like thinking, I feel like looking at just even your parentage and upbringing my parentage and upbringing so tj is has an older brother i have an older sister and what i remember most what i feel like i remember most vividly is like our mom having to be like the tougher one on us to kind of like disciplinarian and that our dad was like the the doting one and in your case, I feel like now I will say maybe when you were younger, like your dad, you seems like your dad might have been the more doting one with you guys, and your mom was more of the disciplinarian. But I also feel like your mom definitely like also doted on you a lot. I mean, but you and I your brother a lot. I mean, I can't speak for both of us. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like me and Anthony were were raised differently. Okay. Do you feel like? Do you feel like you were? Like, do you feel like you were loved by your mother and raised by your father? I feel, I, was, I feel like I was loved by both of them. Okay. And I feel like I was raised by both of them. That's okay. what I'm saying. I I, I didn't have. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. Honestly, if anything, I, I may have been loved by my father and raised by my mother. Well, that's what I was kind of touching on. And then my question is: Then have you if have I you seen to. have you seen somebody like that fits the, the 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 saying of like being loved by their mother? I mean, a son being loved by his mom, but I'm raised by his father. Yeah, or a, a mother ra- loving her son and raising her daughter. Because then another thing that was replied to me was that somebody else commented and they were like that they've seen this happen so much with her her own mother because her siblings are a lot younger than her and she was like how 
her mom is failing her brothers by not preparing them to be actual functioning adults, but it was so different with her. I, I, I get that. And but again, that's why I said it goes back to the ideology of word of the day too. Oh. <laughs> ideology. Um, the ideology of the of how that person was raised. Mm-hmm. So if they were raised that, you know, women gotta be ten times better then that's how they're going to raise them. I'm, I'm, I mean, f- for me, I'm going to raise Tatum with double standards. So that way she knows what the double standards are, but I'm going to support her on whatever she wants to do, if that makes any sense. Well, what would be an example? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to... Th- a double standard could be like a guy can be a player and a girl can't be a player. She'll be a hoe. I would explain to Tatum that. But if Tatum wanted to be a player, I'm not going to be... You're not going to shame her? No, I would never shame her. But I think it's important for, for people to understand how society may view them. So, like, understanding what exists out there, but just knowing that, like, her her family unit is not going to uh, judge her. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Home, home will always be her safe place. Mm-hmm. And again, this is just me speaking from now at 31, I am? Uh, yes. Yes, you'll be 32 this year. Yeah, as, as a 31-year-old, for, for me at this time in my life, Tatum can murder somebody. And I'm going to be like, all right, come home. We're going to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, that's the kind of relationship I want to have with my children. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, don't want them to have, I don't want them to feel like... I would rather them feel like I can tell my parent anything and we'll figure it out. I don't want them to ever be afraid. I get it. And for me, like growing up, I was more afraid of getting in trouble because like, damn, I'm going to have to get a beat in. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, all right, fuck. Nobody wants to beat in. Definitely don't want to beat in. And my mother was ready to beat. Just, <laughs> just ready. If so, I called her name wrong, it was just like the belt appeared. So that is when I had to you know what I mean? Call ICE and be like, yo, this is the issue. Help. Pretty much. <laughs> SOS. So, I mean, in that aspect, then maybe my father did. You know what I mean? Like, my father was way, way more protective. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you, you You ever see like those old stories and they'd be like, wait until your father get home. Yeah. Because the father was like disciplinarian. Yeah. It had been the other way around in our household. Wait until your mother get home. Yeah. For us, it was the same. It was like, my mother was the one that was like, oh shit. I was like, mommy, but, I don't want mommy to know. But. I was like, daddy, please. But y'all, all, all, y'all are all the same sex. So it. Well, yeah. And I think the thing about it is, and I know you don't, and try to refrain from making a joke, but one thing that somebody also told me was like, part of that whole saying of like, mothers love their sons and raise their daughters is that, the parent who has the same who is the same sex as the child has the responsibility of also like modeling and demonstrating and telling them what it is to be a woman or a man in this world a black woman and a black man in this yeah. world so cuz like if we cuz like we have Tatum and you can be her father and you're going to instill There's the, certain things that I can't teach her. There's you. certain things that like you will never be able to really like Expl- not ex- not explain it to her, but there are things that you will not be able to relate with her. Relate with that's, her because you're not fair. a woman. Same thing if we had a son. So I think that I think that that there is truth to it, but I also think that people sometimes have taken it too far in the sense that you need to love and raise your kids, right? You got to you got to do both, and you also and when you don't when you fail to do one and I sometimes see it with like some of my boys in school which is like they got these mamas who think that their the sun shines out their ass and you should like I think that the, the my my sun and moon revolves around Tatum Mori right but, is right and wrong is but wrong but right is right and wrong Period. is wrong and I think that that's sometimes where the failure comes in because it's like there are parents I'm not so I'm not just going to put it solely on moms but there are parents and maybe more so mothers, because there's you know mamas, boys, and daddies, girls. I mean that there's a lot of households that don't have fathers, or, or the father isn't the so primary. You think, you think it has to do too with like 100. percent My my son is my king, like like a replacement husband. Sometimes. Mm. I mean, you got to think if, if if there's no father in the household and, and the son is there, the son becomes the man of the household. 
So and and this has been something historically. Uh huh. And I think that sometimes I mean that, that's one of the things that you got to remember that your kids are kids. But I've I've had friends who they were working since thirteen, and they had to help with the household. That, that no child should have to do that. Nope. But that is a reality. So sometimes these children are growing up faster or, or, or they are experiencing things faster. So they do like more adult things earlier. Or they get more of a space to excuses because a parent, like if you, if you put that type level of responsibility on your child, but then how are you going to, what, what space do you have? I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Like if I'm a single parent and I put the, uh, the responsibility or I, I put a shared responsibility on my child to help the household then what grounds do I have to then try to parent them when they're being contributing members of the household like they're the adult you know what I mean like I f- you can still parent them that you can still parent them but then you might get pushback or you might ha- or maybe you don't feel as compelled to do so because you're but, like they're they're but helping. that's one of the things that as you were saying earlier as far as like being that model if a child sees that their parent isn't a good parent and they have enough sense, they may be like, I'm not listening to my mother. I think a lot of kids don't. But I, I mean, up until a certain age, I think a lot of kids don't even realize when they have like a cruddy or a shitty parent because one way or the other, because that's all that they know. And then I think the other thing about it, too, is like so like I was talking to my some of my coworkers today about a student of mine who wanted to. She wanted to find her mother. Her mother has not been in her life for several years because of addiction. And um, she wanted, She was asking me questions about how to go about finding her mom. And she hasn't seen her mom since she's eight. She's about to, she's 13 now, almost 14. And, you know, I, you know, it broke my heart to have to talk to her about this because the conversation had to go towards like, well, she may not be well still you know you don't know where she is you don't know what she's doing and you don't have like you don't have to be the one to fix her because that was the thing she was like you know miss bias and she was like if she just comes she's like if i find her we could live back together and she was like i can't she's like if she's still not 100 percent, like i could work on fixing her and i had to be like you know you can't this is something that you can't fix from the outside in you can't want it more than she wants it and i don't know what state your mom is in but ultimately like if you are the child. You are supposed to be able to enjoy being a child. And trying to fix your mom or trying to be a contributing member to the household is a reality for a lot of kids. But it's also, it's just not fair. But I feel like we kind of got a little off topic. But I, I think ultimately to kind of round this conversation out is that there are ex- is examples of parents, mothers, or fathers raising one particular child and but then loving on the other one and it causes a rift and it also causes uh, yeah it causes a rift between siblings it causes a rift between parent and child because there needs to be accountability and ownership and there also needs to be love and caring and compassion and understanding to those children too um because otherwise you're going to have these like again these emotionally stunted ass adults running around this uh earth trying to thinking that the world revolves around them because mommy or daddy told them that it did. And really, don't don't nobody love you like your parents? And that, that that's absolutely true. So that means don't nobody uh, nobody outside in the real world is going to give a fuck the way about you the way your parents give a fuck about you. Sometimes. Most times. Most times, I'll give you that. Yeah. But there's a lot of parents who aren't in their kids' lives, so... Absolutely. We're talking about, I'm talking about the present parents. No, I, I mean, I, I, I think the biggest thing that we have to work on is... When we're raising our kids, you know, I think that village is like really important. Super and, crucial. And 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 I, I think we've gotten away from that family mindset. Like back in the days, any parent can parent. Yeah. Like that village shit really meant something. Your neighbors. Could you pull up your child? Yeah. And then somewhere and now, along the line. Well, somewhere along the lines, we started having, you know, as Meek said, babies having babies. And when you have a baby, when you have a child or someone who's not ready to have a kid, have a kid. And now they have to make these life decisions. Like, come imagine being 16 with a child 
and you're 16, so you're not an adult, but you have a child, so it kind of makes you an adult. Uh-huh. And now your 16-year-old mind is teaching this child, you know what I mean? And a lot of times, those 16-year-olds, they don't want to be called mom or whatever. They want to be friends and all this up. Like, the reality is that. We have a lot of kids raising kids and people saying, you can't talk to my child this way, da da da, da. And, you know... They have they've allowed children to be disrespectful to, to, to adults and we have to change that. Like mm. if I I would never let Tatum disrespect the teacher. Goddamn. Now right. I can disrespect the teacher because we're adults. But not in front of Tatum. I wouldn't do it in front of Tatum purposely, not if it happens. It happens. Well, I was always a I a page from my parents' book that I was always gonna take is that it's called a parent-teacher conference, not a parent-teacher-student conference. So I literally was a senior in high school from K through 12. I was a senior in high school before it was the first time my parent, my mom or dad let me sit in with my parent-teacher conference. Oh, nah. I was in them things. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents never did anything in front of me, but it was... They had me there so that way when the teacher said something, it wasn't a he said, she said, or... But a lot of times we had to talk because I, I did something wrong or I was being accused of something or... This is like middle school. I don't remember them coming that much in high school, but maybe you, you but grew up. and then you met me, so that had nothing to do with anything. Things got exponentially. The reason why your mother went is because your mother was the PTA president. No, my pa- my mother wasn't PTA president in elementary school. My parents went. I'm every- talking about you. Just said in high school. Okay. She was still going in high school because she was PTA president and okay. all this other stuff. But anyway, well, ultimately, we didn't really quarrel. We didn't quarrel. I think we kind of hash out like parenting beliefs, but it's okay because I think it's still a good conversation to have. No, I mean, everybody should, like, if you're thinking about having a baby with somebody, these are things you got to talk about. You definitely got to talk about that. And I always say, if you want to ruin a relationship, have a child. And I say that because I think most people don't understand how much it, it takes to be a parent. They don't understand the sacrifice, they don't understand the work. And this is, and this is just if the child's healthy. The communication, yeah, yeah, but no, communication is the most important thing. Again, we, we me and Danny talk t- talk about it all the time. That like we didn't really communicate when we had Tatum, so she had bitterness and angry energy for me because she expected me to do something based off a story she heard. But we never had that conversation. But mm-hmm. as Danny said, when you're thinking about having children, really have those conversations, have those tough conversations, just in life and in, in, in relationships too. Have those tough conversations. We've we've been so accustomed to not ask these questions or not to hurt people's feelings, whatever. But I think transparency is what is is what helps. Yeah. You gotta be transparent. If you like certain things in, in in a relationship, or you want certain things, or you like certain sexual acts, or whatever, you, you can't Parenting be afraid. Styles. Huh? Parenting styles. Parenting styles. You can't be afraid to have a conversation with someone that you're expecting to spend your life with mm-hmm. because with. well yeah well i feel like if you're having a baby with someone you're going to spend your life with them because that's usually some people well most people hope that some people don't you're going to have to spend your life with them because you're always going to be tied to, to that parent so yeah, once you I have a child you. with somebody like if you're married and then you divorce but you have no kids you don't have to see that person ever again mm-hmm. but if you have a child with someone you got to see that person forever yep so before you hit something raw be like, do I want to see this person for the rest of my life? Yeah, no, that's some real shit though. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think about that. That you know what I mean? They just want to feel good, good. In the moment. And you know, you may have somebody who's like, I don't believe in abortions, and now you stuck with a, a child that you didn't want. You know what I mean? So, re- really think about that, and 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 then again, really have those conversations. We gotta have, we gotta be okay with having these grown up conversations because we're grown ups. And it shouldn't be something that people look down at or people be like, why did you ask this or anything like that? Like, we have to start being more open. Otherwise, you're going to have more people lying and and, and doing stuff behind people's back because they don't feel comfortable speaking to their significant other because their significant other is going to judge them on something or judge them based off of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So That definitely is a thing. Well... I think that about wraps it up. We were trying to drop some gems at the end of this episode and talking about our I favorite I try to drop thing. gems every episode. I don't know about Danny, but... 
oh my gosh see I tried to pay a compliment to this nigga I can't even do that where's my $40 <laughs> that's that let's let's end on that note BBHMM that's all I'm saying so folks we're just gonna start wrapping up this episode we thank you for listening to another episode of Lover's Quarrel you know that you can find us on Instagram at Lover's Quarrel Show you can find us on Twitter at Lover's Quarrel 7 uh-huh. and you can email us with your questions comments concerns or anything of the above at Lover's Quarrel Show at gmail.com as always I am your girl Danny and I'm your guy TJ and you know that we fuss we fight but, but we, we love, love. bye, bye. Yeah. Okay.